Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, we have amongst ourselves referred to this as the odd pod, which considering the amount of random stuff we come out with, um, I, I think that speaks volumes about this year uh, that we see this one as odd. Um, so uh, talking about what has happened this weekend um, is me, I'm Liam, and then we've got Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hello. And Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. And we still get to say they haven't scored against us at the Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't won um, since sort of the invention of Twitter and stuff. Still no one has tweeted that, but it's because no one tweeted anything for so long. I don't know what happened. Um, it sort of started by rumours, didn't it, on, on Twitter. Just a few people had said, oh, apparently there are positive cases. Not sure which camp it was in, but then it became more and more apparent it was that lot. And, um, yeah, what, Fraser, where did you hear about it first? Or did you just, when the club announced it uh, uh, quite late on? Uh, well, the uh, sort of Twitter murmurings started, didn't they? Um, that guy, Alan Nixon on Twitter, always seems to kind of know stuff about our level. <laughs> mm. um, and he said a few bits about it. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It, it just kind of, like a lot of things, it just kind of started to spread on social media, didn't it? I, I kind of thought it was a wind up at first, or that, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just can't believe that it's us again, and yeah. <laughs> on neither occasion was it our side. No, it's... and I saw straight away it was a Sheffield United fan. I don't know what beef they've got with us. Went, oh, Oxford at it again. It's like what? No, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> You've got this completely wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it just bizarre, wasn't it? I described it on on Twitter through the fence end account as the Ross and Rachel derby because <laughs> it was on again, off again. But that was it. Seems like it wasn't just rumours going. Oh, I've seen that it's on. I've seen that it's off. It seems like from I don't know if you've seen the Carl Robinson I follow interview, either of you. Yeah. Um. So basically, it seems like. They contacted the EFL, said, we can't play, we've had positive tests. EFL looked into it and then went, well, it's not enough players have it. You can get by with the coaching staff, you have to play it. And they dug their heels in and went, we're not going to play. That's how it comes across in the iFollow interview. How true that is, I don't know. But <laughs> it, it was called off and then put back on and then called off again. And it, I, I don't know, it was just like, it was... Sort of, let's see if we can make this more farcical than the last time. Oh, um, you can kind of see the EFL's point, if because I've seen it reported as six cases in the Swindon camp, you know, which isn't that many. I mean, they can count that on the fingers of one hand. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that had to happen. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's that's my work here done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. And goodbye. I do. <laughs> um, yeah. It, uh, I, I I don't know what to say. Um, there's something... Um, well, two things on this front. Firstly, I'm not the biggest fan of... of um, Carl Robinson immediately going, we should get the points. Um, and then we'll have the bragging rights. Is that part of it? That won't count as bragging rights. If, we, if they forfeit the match due to a pandemic, I won't see that as bragging rights. No. Um, However, he probably knows more of the ins and outs of it. If if he says we should get the three points, I'm sure there's more to it than they've got some players out. Um, and, 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 and I can sort of see the whole, like, the EFL told them to play and they've said we're not going to. Well, therefore, 
they have chosen not to play. Mm. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's it's difficult to say because as as long as, however, they're treated and crew treat uh, are treated, if we do get those positive cases and the same thing happens to us, as long as we're treated accordingly, uh, I, I guess it's the consistency. Yeah. But we've said a few times on this pod, there should have been an if then mm. before the season started. Yeah. And it, it you can't just firefight through a pandemic. You've got to go, right, OK, we are going to have a football season. Well, what if this happens? And to say if you get three players with it, the game is postponed. Well, Chelsea have over 100 players and Accrington have 20. Mm. So how are they in the same? Obviously not in the same league, but how are they treated the same? And I don't know. It's just a complete mess. Uh, uh, you, you, you said it exactly right there, Liam, that this, there should be some kind of guidelines written down before this. The EF, There's so much reaction, reactive, you know, um, laws and rules put in rather than at the start of the season. We started this season in the middle of a pandemic. We knew that this might happen. There might, well, not might, would happen. There will be clubs whose players or staff or or backroom staff will go down and test positive with COVID. And to just wait until that happens and then on an ad hoc basis kind of go, oh, let's, what, what are we going to do about this one? Well, make them play it. Oh, they don't want to play it. Oh, okay, well, we better call it off then. And then the next time they somebody in a squad has COVID, are they going to do the same thing again? Well, how many is it? Oh, who are they? You know, it, it needs yeah. absolutely... They're in charge of... of um, of organising the leagues, putting the laws in place, organising the competitions, the, everything that revolves around football is is run by either the FA or the Football League or the Premier League. They need to absolutely have some set rules, like you say, about how many, what a percentage of the team, perhaps, what like you do with the with the JPT, you've got to have a certain number of players who've played a certain number of games and that kind of thing. It it, it should be straightforward enough to do to ensure that. Everybody gets treated the same way, but equally everybody is safe so that we don't have a situation where clubs don't say stuff and keep quiet about things like we've had with a certain club, you know, and a player and them turning up knowing that he was positive. It's, it's, It's such a mess, but it's being allowed to be a mess because the authorities aren't getting on top of it and sorting out some regulations. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think you're right, uh, especially in the fact that if we had three positive cases, the game gets called off. Well, if that's Taylor, Henry and um, uh, Moore, for example, mm. that's very different to if it's Hanson, Stevens and, you know, a, a, another person yeah. on the fringes who isn't necessarily getting into the team. Um, well, you can't treat those two things specifically. And at this point... This season, this situation is precedented. (laughs) Yeah. We knew this was uh, exactly as you said. We're now mid-pandemic. It's not like, oh, we didn't know this would happen. You you should have done. Like, if if you decide to start the season, you know the conditions in which you're starting it. And, and, you know, oh, well, we didn't know there was going to be a second wave. I haven't seen that written anywhere, but it, it, it was very well documented that there probably would be. Um, yeah, it, it's um, and, it's not something you can firefight, as I said. Does the whole thing ask bigger questions as well? I mean, c- 
can we complete this season? Now, that sounds a bit dramatic, but I mean, when you look at it, we've attempted to play league fixtures on nine occasions so far, and one third of them have been cancelled for COVID. Mm. One third of the league games we have attempted to play have been cancelled for COVID. I mean, how, is this going to happen again? Is gonna, I mean, I know, I know. It just, it does just seem like incredibly bad luck that because very few games have been off, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and two of them are ours, and and neither are, are coming from our camp. Um, that's not to say the other clubs have done anything sort of wrong there. Well, necessarily, <laughs> crew, crew, maybe. I'm not sure on that one, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just pointing out. It does kind of look a little bit like extraordinary bad luck um, on Oxford's part. Um, but you know how how many more times is this going to happen before? I mean, we already started the season late, and we're not exactly finishing it late, are we? Aren't we finishing around the same time we usually would? Fairly close to. So we're the yeah. Euros next season. Yeah, so we're already so. we're already cramming a normal season in, and they haven't dropped any cups. We're already um, cramming a normal season into a, a, a shortened period of time, and we've already had three games off. And at this time of year, we're, we're almost there, but we usually wouldn't have had any games called off yet for the weather. It's it's getting close to it, but usually at this point, we'd have played every fixture that was on the on the schedule. So you know, what do we? What's the well, bigger yeah, picture here? It, admittedly, we are, I, I believe, the most affected team from called off games thus far but this is just the beginning yeah. you're talking about um it, we don't have a, a free midweek until is it the 8th of december now yeah which will it, now probably be this game yeah so you are how many people are coming into contact with each other and then yeah. how long does that go back for where you go oh right okay well it, say this weekend went ahead and then on sunday or monday they found out about the positive cases so they then have to look back at their last game last Tuesday to see who they're in contact with there. We then have to look at, you know, we've got to test ourselves before Tuesday because of Charlton. And then if anyone tests positive there, it, it, it's just it, it's all so close together. And there's there's not the time to do this now. It it and needs you, to have been done. Yeah. And you've only got to look at the teams we're, we're about to play. Charlton, London. OK, London's on a bit of a rise, but then you've got Fleetwood, they're from the northwest, Rochdale, northwest, Doncaster, they've gone into more lockdowns. Crew again, where you don't know what's happening with them. Wigan, Northwest. We're playing you know, in the next six or seven games we've got all but one teams from the northwest or the north where case you know, they're they're going into the tier three lockdowns. So there's a huge possibility that there's going to be more games go the same way as, as the crew and the Swindon game. Yeah, and um, one thing I'd like to say is it's sort of reflecting on what we said last pod. This isn't us taking COVID lightly. It's not us being um, it's sort of heartless towards the situation. We're not being too kind to the opposition, <laughs> but everyone that gets it, we hope gets better and isn't too affected and you know doesn't pass it on to anyone more vulnerable. Absolutely. And it, it, yeah, I, that's the that's the. Biggest. Kind of goes without saying, or it should do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we obviously are a, a an Oxford United fans podcast, and therefore that's why we're just focusing on the football, basically. Um, but from a footballing point of view, I don't see it as as viable 
to to be playing at the moment. Even if you go, okay, well, let's pause this season, this small amount into it, and and look at that. If it's inevitable that that's going to happen anyway, what's the point now? If there's a way to do it without postponing it, brilliant. But to me, right now, it seems fairly inevitable that at some point they're going to go, we shouldn't have done this. Let's let's stop it. I guess it, you know, as it, I know I'm such a broken record with this, but again, it's going to come back to money, isn't it? If they pull the plug on the season, what does that say, or what position does that leave club staff in up and down the country, who whose employment, income, and livelihood is is via football clubs? Um, what 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 position does that leave them in? If if now we no there's no money from I follow, if we cancel a season. So there's no money from my followers, no money get from the gate receipts. Where does the money come from? They've just rejected the Premier League's bailout offer. I don't know when the next one's coming or if they're going to offer another one or if the government are going to step in. We still don't know the answer to this. And I hate to keep going on about it, but it, it's so important and it's just slipping away. And it, 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 we can't just keep doing this. You know, there's going to have to be at some point, someone's going to have to say... This is how we fund this for the next however many months, because the the one thing that currently will would usually be funding it is not allowed to happen. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying this from the point of view of someone who just wants to get back and watch football, though yeah, that, that is in my thinking. But clubs also employ people who have mortgages mm. to pay. What, what If we suddenly pause, and I don't disagree with your suggestion, Liam, I'm just saying that I think the reason that probably hasn't happened yet is, is A, because they, they want the game to happen, because it's it's the industry, there's a lot of money to be made for certain people, but I guess there's also a lot of employment, uh, a lot of employment being lost if that happens. Yeah, um, it, but then the, the flip side of that is if you go, no, we'll play on, we'll play on, we'll play on, and in four months' time you have to do it, then it, it probably affects more people because clubs are in more of a mess. Um, you, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, you, so yeah, if, if COVID kept coming up again and again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, basically, let's, you know, get this, the, the vaccine or the yeah. effective Who's treatment or anything like that. <laughs> and and I know, I know there is so much... Um, oh, you've got to just let us get back to normal and stuff. The NHS will be over overrun if that happens at the moment. So we need to keep kicking this can down the road until eventually there is an effective treatment so that the NHS doesn't become overrun. Yeah, I, well, I believe that's, what... that's why it keeps on happening, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah. guess you know the EFL, like a lot of people, will attempt to allow their their business to run for as long as they possibly can before um before well before they can't <laughs> yeah um yeah, have you seen about a... the rugby today uh, very rare no. that we talk about rugby um the um they they're trying to get it so fans can go and watch it in a cinema mm. all right I, I i it blows my mind how you can think that all right so it will be the same distancing we would like to do it at a stadium, but indoors. Yeah. I think I don't... it's not just the rugby. I think West Ham are trialling that. Um, I think I heard on the... on Because... Um, oh, who's the West Ham manager? Name escapes me. He was at Everton. Uh, Moyes, David Moyes, was saying how crazy it is that fans can go and watch the game in a cinema, 
but not be able to watch the game outdoors in the fresh air at a stadium. You're absolutely yeah. right. It, it's well, and the, then the most ridiculous one I saw, uh, I can't remember if it was Watford or, or Norwich. I get them mixed up just because they're <laughs> other yellow teams. Um, but one of them are showing the matches to fans in the stadium on screens. Yeah, Norwich. So Norwich, there you go. So it it you, you won't be able to see the pitch, but you'll be at the stadium watching it on a screen. What is that? How's that? Mm. I mean, this is just crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just bonkers. It kind of <laughs> highlights some of the odd ways that football fans are policed in that you're absolutely right. They're doing this. And because they're not within sight of the pitch, they can sit there with a pint in their hand and watch the game on a screen. Yeah. If they were within sight of the pitch, i.e. in the same executive boxes that they might be sat there with a screen and a curtain pulled, if that curtain gets pulled back across... You can't be drinking, and it 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 does highlight how I guess other other sports and other pastimes will will have some weird rules and regulations around them, and certainly perhaps with policing as well. But some of the foot the way that football fans are treated, you would you would imagine that stewarding and policing of football fans because it is so kind of high profile and and highly regulated that being able to steward and and regulate them in a stadium with social distancing and reduced capacities should be fairly straightforward. Yeah. I, th- I think one of the things that we've touched on in the last, um, in the last few pods is if you let people in, you, you do you need to hire more staff to ensure mm. that all the rules are stuck to? Yeah. And then I, I think you said when we were um, watching the, the women's team, Simon, the, the problem is the first thousand or however many we let in, will be people that aren't paying any extra because they're season ticket holders. It's true, yeah. So you're talking about letting people in. Yeah, that will help the atmosphere. Mm. It will help mental health big time. But uh, I want to say it's around 4,000 season tickets we've sold yeah. for a season that most of them know we may not watch at all. Mm. So even if you manage to let in all 4,000, that's nothing extra the, the club are getting. Maybe some secondary spend um from the from the bars but that's it yeah and, and that will not cover <laughs> the cost stewarding of, costs no no you're right it, it it's a it's a really difficult situation to be in I mean, and and there are no easy answers having said that like going back to what we were talking about earlier about whether games should be played with covid cases and that kind of thing those sort of things are relatively straightforward to to put um um, regulations in place for and we don't we haven't bothered doing that so you're right i think i think the, the fans going back to games is is going to be some way off even though there's an argument that it's it's as safe as watching it or safer than watching it in ways that are currently allowed yeah um it's all it's all very bizarre i'm sure we're quite aware of that um, it's unprecedented isn't it yeah uh... sorry where's the pound <laughs> Um, right. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. The, um, the other things to touch upon, uh, in terms of, a uh, uh, health and fitness point of view is Cameron Brannigan. We, you know, thoughts to him and his family. We don't really know what's wrong. It's something to do with eyesight, but it, it seems fairly similar, uh, serious. Um, so we hope that he's okay. Um, and like he would have been perfect for the game today, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. 
absolutely made for it. Like Robbie Hall gets a lot of uh, talk about that game and that goal, but Ryan Ledson, who was probably the Brannigan equivalent, um, didn't he break his nose in the first couple mm. of minutes? Yeah. And then and then got asked, like got told, you're coming off now. And he was like, no, I am not. And played <laughs> on. Like that game was made for people like him. And I, I, I put Brannigan in a fairly similar category, not just because they're, they're both from a similar part of the world. But I um, hope he gets better soon. Yeah. Um, Charlton. Uh, speaking of Ryan Ledson, that should have been my link in, but I, I didn't use it, didn't think of it. Um, uh, Charlton, uh, how are they doing this season? <laughs> I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> Mid table. Mid table. Um, I, I think I said that on the last pod as well, didn't I? Um, so, uh, do you think the fact that they're playing today will make a difference? To, to the game, to fitness. Uh, you know, it's obviously unfortunate that we're not able to to build on any momentum. Uh, they're playing Northampton away today. Uh, do you think that, that that will play into our hands or do you think our stop-startness will, will affect us negatively? Um, I, I, I'm afraid to say I think it's the latter of those two. I don't think I don't think the gap helps us at all. Um, I think Robinson said this in his I follow thing as well, didn't he? When he was he re, he referred to being on the phone to the EFL and sort of getting in their ear about you know it's really disrupting us and this sort of thing to not know what's going on. But I I, don't, I always hear people say this every year when we come out of the cup where well, we can focus on this now and it's better. I don't know that that all kind of always works. I think it, I think it will hurt, it will disrupt us a little bit. Uh, well, I don't I'm not I don't guarantee that, <laughs> but I think um, I think we'll have to just probably do some work on like refocusing and because it is a disruption, isn't it? They would have been preparing for this game. It must you know the adrenaline would have been building all week mm. up to this game, and suddenly now it's not happening. I don't know if it's if it's so easy to kind of keep that captured in a bottle, if you know what I mean, and and apply it to the Charlton game. Um, I'm not saying we're going to get thrashed, but I just, um, I don't know. I don't think it helps us, is what I'm saying. I don't think it's a good thing that the game's not on today in terms of Charlton. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sort of inclined to agree, but I don't know if that's me just sort of using expectation management. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends what happens at their game against Northampton yeah, today. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Um, as as I said, I don't really know how they're playing. They have they still got board issues, or has that been resolved now? I know that they they made a few bigger signings towards the end of the the window, but I don't know if they settled in or. Yeah, it's like it's just always ongoing. Isn't it? <laughs> They've got some owner they never see or something, or um, they're like Charlie's Angels. They just <laughs> work for a man they never see. <laughs> um, but yeah, or, or do Charlie's Angels see him, but we don't see him? I can't remember. No, he, he <laughs> Tim, always, which one is he's it? He's always over the over a little sort of um, right. speaker phone, wasn't he? Never actually saw him. Only oh, him. okay, right, all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I'm not sure. I could be talking crap, and they've been bought over by some wonderful guy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really prepared for this, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's still Lee Bowyer there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know what he's like as a manager either, to be honest. I I think um, he did all right rallying the troops to get them over the line when they got promoted, but didn't cope too well 
in the league above. Um, but then, you know, that's a tough league, isn't it? So mm. uh, I'm going to say I'm going to be... I'm going to be optimistic and say that um, that we're going to win that game 2-1. But I don't know what I'm basing that on at all. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm sort of basing it on they might get injuries in the suspensions today. <laughs> um, or, you know, they're about to play us. They'll probably come down with uh, some sort of COVID-related issue. Well, they'll just be trembling at the fact they've got to play us, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of interest, what sort of manager would you be? Would you be uh, the sort of type of manager that would, if you were in either club's shoes, would show that Ledson goal, that moment, to try and fire them up and um, either try and get revenge or try and go, let's recreate this? Um, I I think I'd be doing stuff like that all the time and I'd probably mm. ruin it. It. <laughs> may be, it may be a painful watch for Carl because it was against his side, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I, do you know what? I just find that funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I always, I, I always kind of forget this that that game was the first after Pep, wasn't it? Um, and the manager we eventually hired was the opposite guy mm. in that game. Yeah, I always kind of forget that fact, but um, because he was never on the cards, was he, Carl Robinson? Early on, it was all was it all sorts of crazy names. It was and, Bellamy, but I, I yeah. believe he yeah. was ready to ready to fill the shoes until it was confirmed that Tiger was taking over. Yeah, yes, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah we do yeah. have, the, I think, the longest gaps in between managers. We if do! If you look at, yeah, Appleton <laughs> to um, to Pep took ages, um, Wilder to Waddock took ages, um, and then obviously uh, Pep through to Robinson. Yeah. But, but then on when... When it goes the other way, and it's like, oh, what? What's this press conference? Apparently, we've got new owners. Oh, Waddock's gone, and we've got Michael Appleton now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it seems to have happened about four days ago. This is weird. <laughs> or, or we, or we have a press conference where every fan expects us to announce some, you know, standard League Three uh, manager who's, you know, who's managed all around the place, and, and instead we announce a load of Argentinians who've played in World Cups and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> odd anyway. I loved um, hearing the official pods um, recounting of that and how sort of, not cloak and dagger, but how sort of official everything was and, and you know, seven or eight people on trial every training session and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's interesting time. Was it when, when um, Ramon Diaz, when he left, did... Was that that whole thing in the car park? What was that again? Do you remember this? He he tried to get into the gra- ground during a game just after he'd been sacked or something. Mm. Or there was a big kerfuffle with him and some stewards, and he couldn't get into somewhere. Or because Sam Excellent told him use not of to. The word kerfuffle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like a you know a bit of a to do, and he was trying to yeah <laughs> he was trying to get into the ground and some stewards. Am I talking? Do you remember no, this? You're right. or? I I I wasn't there but i do remember stories of yes them trying to get into the ground and, and not be, and being turned away by stewards and all sorts of shenanigans going on do you know what it's amazing how how much things can change because if you think about that for us and down the road they must have been laughing their heads off at that i can remember laughing at the fact that decanio broke back into swindon didn't he during the middle of the night <laughs> oh there we go there's a um <laughs> 
uh, yeah, during the middle of the night, he he broke in to get some of his stuff from the office. <laughs> yeah. And it's really funny to watch when when it's the other clubs mm. having that happen, but how quickly it can can fall back at your feet. And I think maybe that's why the the winding up petitions and stuff like that the um, that happened to us a few seasons ago why there was so much like oh no not this stuff again mm. like it, it can just change so quickly from seeming quite steady to to such a mess um so i've said two one. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, uh, Simon, two, two. Oh, sorry, sorry 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 uh this is for the charlton game isn't it uh yeah i'm, I'm going for a one one okay and fraser oh, i'm gonna go two two. Oh, okay okay yeah. Um, a nice little smattering of results there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting to see what it will mean in terms of hopefully Moose will be back because he should have been in the squad today, but not necessarily able to play the whole 90, but able to cover. So hopefully Moose will be back. Brannigan won't be back for this this coming Tuesday, but... When those rearranged games happen, who knows? He he might be uh, Rob Atkinson. Um, you know, Winnell might be up and running by then. So it might be a really different sort of game. And apparently Ford was going to be out for this one. So I mean, that's that would have been a, a huge miss the way he's been playing. Um, so hopefully it will give us a chance to get some players back fit. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens there, and then um, off to. Fleetwood. Um, we'll see if we get a pod in between those. But just in case we don't, is this going to be the time we actually beat Fleetwood? Ooh. Oh, well, we are going up as champions if we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you what will happen. We'll beat them, and 10 minutes after full time, the season will be void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say that we will, but again... I don't know what that's based on. They're they're doing um it's sort of fairly similar to Charlton, aren't they? Yeah. Sort of fairly mid table thus far. But we're so early on it, it it's tough to say. Um Right, okay. Well let's see what happens then. Um hi Tim, hi, I think Tim. it's been said, but just hi, in Tim. case it it wasn't. Um and you know, hi to everyone else for listening. Uh Fraser, you're gonna see us out today. Um, yeah. with a nice little song, I believe, by Mr. Tim Walker off Tim Walker fame. Yeah, so this is... Uh, off this High week, Tim fame. Off High Tim fame, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so this is this week's uh, Fence End Poetry Corner. Um, submission by uh, Tim Walker goes goes thus. Say my name, say my name. It isn't pronounced goo, and it doesn't rhyme with woo, and it actually rhymes with Wayne. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>